my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome back to Currently with Curator, where I share my latest style obsessions, all of which you can access through my shopping community, Curator. Today, I want to introduce my latest curated set, and all my fellow accessory lovers will not want to miss this one. The Ear Party set includes three pairs of earrings that will enhance all your looks this season and way beyond. You'll get the Machete Kate hoops in both tortoise and opal plus the Panacea beaded tassel earrings in white. Together, this set is valued at $143, but you can get it for only $59.99 with Curator for one week only. Don't wait. Grab one on curator.com. That's C-U-R-A-T-E-U-R.com by December 28th. And don't forget to use code CLIMB25 to take 25% off your first purchase. Hi, everyone. I'm Rachel Zoe, and you're listening to Climbing in Heels. This show is all about celebrating the most extraordinary superwomen who will be sharing their incredible journeys to the top, all while staying glamorous. Today with me, we have one of my very good friends, restaurateur, entrepreneur, and author, Marissa Hermer. We chat about Marissa, how she moved to London after graduating college, and immediately jump-started her career in public relations. And... Let me tell you, she has worked for some of the legends in the industry, and I imagine that, you know, really helped shape her today. And I'm so excited to speak with Marissa about what influenced all of her businesses, her work ethic, her restaurants, and what it's like working with her husband. Hi. 
Hi, babe. I'm so happy to see you. This I'm is such a see- treat. Oh my God. Listen, here's the thing. You know, everyone's journey is so different, right? Mm. And I think the question, I'm assuming you get asked a lot. I know I get asked a lot. And most of the women that I've had on the podcast get asked a lot. It's the, how did you get here? How, like, how did you become this? Right. And, and, and we, you know, obviously we're like, oh God, like blood, sweat, and a lot of fucking tears. Right. I think for me, it's so important to highlight the women in my life because they're so beautiful. They're so glamorous. But I think more importantly, I think it's important for our listeners that like want to start one. It doesn't just happen. You didn't just come out of thin air. It took a beat, right? Obviously, I know you. I know how amazing you are. I know all these things. But I think for me, it's important to know who were you as a kid? Like, were you this like ambitious, like dreamer personality? Or were you this like very chill, shy in the background? No, do you know what? I was very bubbly. Um, I was you know, the student body president. I was the class president. Um, I was the one making the signs. I was um, very engaged as a student, both academically and socially. Interesting. Um, I was always throwing the party. So nothing's really changed. Right. (laughs) But see, (laughs) but see, that's actually really interesting because, you know, a lot of times I hear from some of the most powerful women I know, they're like, oh God, I, I was like, I was so shy. I like was so background. It wasn't until I was like in my 20s that I came out of my skin. And so I come from the school of thought that, you know, you're, you come into this world a certain way, right? And that's really who you are. So I'm always like very surprised by that. And so I actually really like to hear that you kind of were born like this, right? Because- I was just born like this. Yeah. I mean, I was- do you know, I had one childhood best friend for nine years. And I think the comfort of her gave me confidence. Isn't that amazing? That stability yeah. of a childhood friend. By the way, not the stability at home, not that it wasn't, but I don't think I really attribute it to her that led me, allowed me to sort of spread my wings and and do all the things. So just tell me about Marissa because I adore you. I know how special mm-hmm. you are. I know what a badass you are. You have founded two of my favorite restaurants in LA that we go to all the time and love. Um, and also very unique. You actually found a way to come to LA from London and create something that in, in quite frankly, a very saturated city with mm-hmm. lots of food. Um, but the truth is, you know, something I do want to point out is that You know, one of the reasons I actually fell in love with you, because I knew you before the pandemic, and we have a lot of mutual friends. And really, for me, I find that women who are people in general that are really driven and motivated by their heart and their passion, the way that you hustled in the pandemic as an entrepreneur, sort of watching you do that, A, trying Mm -hmm. to keep your businesses alive, right? But more importantly, you are feeding people that really needed help, like whether it was elderly Mm. that were scared to leave their homes or couldn't go to the grocery store or bringing food literally like every day to the hospitals, right? Which was like, and I just remember like, as we weren't leaving our houses, we were like told not to even walk on the street and pass by a person because, you know, 
and you were out there. Literally, you were out there. I mean, a number of things happened, but it wasn't about me anymore. It was about number one, feeding our family. We had to keep our businesses afloat. It was not an option. Were there days that I wanted to quit? Absolutely. By the way, some most some days I'm like, why am I, why am I doing this again? Yeah. Like, most yeah. mornings around the breakfast table or the dinner table, I tell my children, our children, do not become a restaurateur. This is a terrible. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, be an astronaut. Do go to the moon. Do not do this. But um, that time was really scary. And it, not only we do, my husband and I have three children to feed, but we also have over two hundred staff, our team members and their families. So they were relying it's on terrifying. us to keep these brands alive. And we didn't know how long it would last, but like in the interim, we had to keep them cooking. I was really lucky that I was delivering food to one of the hospitals, I think like day two on shutdown because we had so much food in our storage. And a girlfriend called me and said, what are you doing? And she was like telling me the latest Netflix show she was going to binge. <gasps> and I said, oh, I'm just d- delivering food. Let me call you back. And she said, well, hang on, what are you doing? And I just said, look, we had food in our pantry for the kitchens. They've been, we've been shut down. So we just made some pasta and I'm on my way to Cedars. And she's, I got a text message from her, a photo text message of the front and back of her credit card. And she said, put $2,500 on this and get your team working and feed another hospital. And I was like, oh my God. See, I I have chills by the way. You know what? It was that moment where I thought, we've, we've got to keep going. And at the time I was an essential worker. Like I was allowed to go out and do things. And it actually gave me an opportunity to keep moving. I needed to keep moving and our teams needed to keep moving and cooking. And it gave me an excuse, Rachel, to get out of my house. Sure. Let's be honest. Like I, uh, three kids at home and my husband, I'm like, get me out. By the way, I will say, I will do whatever you want. It's nice to be able to try and save the world, but equally like, just give me a job, yeah. just give me something to yeah. do. So it was, um, it was a way that we were able to not only connect with our community, um, but also connect with the frontline workers yeah. and, and feel like we were involved in giving back. And it actually, we know that the secret to happiness is altruism. So, um, not yeah, everybody knows that. Not every, <laughs> not everybody knows that it's true. And, and I'm telling you, like, you really stood out to me and I really, I was, I was saying to Roger at the time and, and I know that your husband is your partner, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, we're very unique. Like, you know, I, Moni- I know. We're mad <laughs> crazy, right? mad, I crazy, mad, crazy, Candace and Charles. And I'm like, yes. what these, these marriages yes. that husband, the, who work together. And, and a lot of what you said with Candace resonated with me too. There's no one else I would want to work with or I could work with. At the same time, it's a, there's a it's a little masochistic. Yes. Like it's like I'm we're not doing ourselves any favors. Like we are <laughs> actually doing the hardest thing possible. Um I agree. But, and for so long I tried not to work with Matt. Same. In fact, I was like working with other people. I said, no, I'm never gonna work with you. It's a disaster. And soon enough, like you, we are collaborating on so many ideas. I was always telling him what to do anyway. Right. And yet had right. clients during the day. I was like, oh, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, fine, let's just do it. Same. So and how, how long have you been working together? About like 10 years? 10 years. Yeah. Same. We started working together when I had our first son. And the idea was that it was ridiculous for me to essentially 
have a day job and also have a night job with, as far as two jobs. Cause I was working in the, my husband's business anyway. And he's like, why don't you just do one job? Um, which I guess is the plight of all women everywhere. We're like, well, just do 10 jobs. That's how how we operate. I thought about naming my podcast that, like something about that, like, <laughs> like a hundred things or nothing. You know, it's like, we, I don't think we know how to do one thing, right? I can't. I'm much more efficient when I'm doing 1000 things. Uh, we're like, we're all octopuses. It's so true. It's true. That's okay. that's okay. But no, working with our, my husband and I'm, I know you do this with Rogers. You have very separate roles and it's much better when Matt and I stay in our own lane. Agreed. Although it's impossible to do that too. So we're always sort of getting involved in this and that. And um, look, I guess that's teamwork. But if you can do it at home around the dinner table and around, you know, the home life, then it, it's just, how do you actually, I know this. No, 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 it's okay. I get asked questions all the time. It's, it's, a, I, it's conversation, honestly. Carving out date night and taking off your work hat no. is so hard. I don't do it. I don't. I, I'd like to tell you that I do do it. <laughs> I don't do it. I don't. And I think, look, I think part of it is before we worked together when he was an investment banker and I was coming up in my career and, you know, I workaholic. I don't think I had a day off till I had Sky, you know? And I think that I was that person before he was my partner, right? So then when we started working together, same for you, it was almost like the most logical organic thing because we did everything together anyway. And any major decision he was involved in with me anyway, and any major decision, like, and at some point, and I don't know about you, and and I want to bring this up because like, have you been... I've been burned a lot in my career by people that I trusted a lot. You know, I have this like top 10. I have a list. It's an even 10. Um, the kill list. <laughs> it, it, I mean, uh, but you know, I, I think for me having Roger and, and being together as long as we have, he's my safe person, which as you mentioned, and as Monique mentioned with, with her husband, Tom, Monique Lulier, same, same. And, and Candace, because mm-hmm. I'm sure you get asked this on the daily, how in God's name do you work with your husband, right? And I will say there are real, there's several moments a week I want to literally hit him with a frying pan, right? <laughs> but like, but at least it's him, right? Because totally. I'd rather it's him. And then five minutes later, we're like, okay, what are we having for dinner? Or like, who's getting the kids? Or where are we going for holiday? Or, you know, so, and I think the gift of it, quite frankly, I think the pros outweigh the cons. And of course there's cons, mm-hmm. but I think the pros of always having our family, being able to be together, that like if we're on a vacation and we have to have a meeting or a work call or this or that, we're together, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's really always worked for us. And I, it, you know, I do think it's important to separate the responsibilities because I think when we do cross over the lines, that's when it gets mm-hmm. like, no, no, you're wrong. You're, yeah. you know, but but yeah, I, it teaches resilience yes, too. I think if you are able to work with your partner and thrive in that, yes, then I actually feel like I can do anything. I like agree. it really, I feel so supportive when I'm, and when you're connecting with your husband and thriving and building, it's, there's no better feeling. And not only do you feel it, 
your team feels it. Agreed. Like every it's 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 contagious. It's and your kids. And your kids. Oh my god, for sure. Like yeah. they love it. You get I to mean, celebrate the wins. You get to celebrate the wins. Also, I will say this on the downside of it, like when you know, and I'm sure you have felt this before, is that when in the in those moments that like blindside you, right? You're like okay, well, we're both doing this. So yeah, if it, you know what I mean, alone. you're not alone. And also like, it can be scary because it's like, if this mm-hmm. doesn't work, we, this, we like all of it, right? Because if you're in different careers, it's like, okay, you're challenged in one, the other one's doing great and vice versa and whatever. So it's, 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 a, it's like throwing all your chips in one place, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I have to tell you a funny story. When Roger and I met, he was a waiter and I was a hostess. Um, I didn't know that. Yes, and we were babies. We were babies. We were in D.C. We were in college. He was in grad school Mm. and I was in undergrad. And I had worked uh, several summers uh, in a row as a hostess. And when I was in college, I wanted to meet people outside of school. And, you know, so I asked my parents, you know, can I get a job and da-da-da, I want to make my own money, blah, blah, blah. So we ended up meeting and our dream, we always said we were going to open restaurants. And I, my parents, as I was graduating college, were like, what do you want to do? I said, I want to be a hostess. I want to be a hostess because I love it. I love, like, I love it. I love the energy. I love greeting people. I love seating people. I love talking mm-hmm. to people. I love meeting people from all over. And, you know, going to school in DC, you really get to meet people from everywhere yeah. in the world. And it was amazing. And we loved it. God, we I said, want a picture of you as baby Rachel hostess. You would have been amazing. I wish I could hire you. I'm like, if you ever, do you want to a restaurant? Like, I, w- I want to put you at the door. You would be amazing. Oh, my God. Oh my God. You understand? I lived <laughs> for it. And I made so much money. And, I you know, it. it was crazy. But, like, it was so much fun. I would put on, like, tight little black dresses and red lips. And I had big. <laughs> I had so much hair. And um, and it was really, really fun. And, um, and we wanted to open restaurants. And then as we worked in that business and Roger was, he was the best waiter. I mean, he would leave. I would pick him up at two in the morning from work. He had like wads of cash. Um, It was, you know, that the moms always loved him. They loved him. They like squeezed his face. Um, And, and, but we said that was our plan. We were going to do that forever. Mm. And then we saw how hard it is. We said, no way. It's insane hours. It's insane staffing. It's not, it is one of the absolute hardest businesses in my opinion. Like, and we love food. I grew up in a food family. My parents are Mm. foodies. Like it was, it was something that once we were on the inside really saw how incredibly hard it is and to succeed in it is such a feat. So I want to touch on that because it's very impressive. I seriously love that noise. It's the best kind of notification and definitely one of my favorites. That's another sale on Shopify, the platform trusted by millions of entrepreneurs to create their online store and so much more. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether you're selling fashion and beauty products, holiday decor, or customized gifts, start selling with Shopify and join the platform that's simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll customize your online store to your brand, discover new customers, and build the relationships that will keep them coming back. 
Shopify covers all the sales channels to successfully grow your business from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and of course, Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is here to help you succeed every step of the way. It's how every minute new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify, and you can too. Running a successful business means getting the insights you need to grow wherever you are. With Shopify's single dashboard, you'll manage orders, shipping, and payments from anywhere. We have proudly been on the Shopify platform with our company Curator since 2019. I am so incredibly grateful and thankful we decided to make the switch ahead of the pandemic in 2020 because honestly, it gave our business so much flexibility during that very uncertain time for everyone. With Shopify, we were able to add additional features to our site and streamline the checkout process for our customers, which was so incredibly important. We generated new shopping categories for our site and we're finally able to expand our product offerings all thanks to Shopify. Now it's your turn to try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash Zoe, all lowercase Z-O-E. Go to shopify.com slash Zoe to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash Zoe, Z-O-E. And I don't understand how I didn't meet you before, actually, because you worked for Ian Schrager, is that correct? Yeah. So Ian, I sort of fell into hospitality. I opened up the phone book. I had just moved to New York City and I looked up public relations and I saw Nadine Johnson Stop. and I thought Stop. I should call her. So I, Stop. I called her and had an interview and started working for her. That's and the great. I- hold on. you. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Wait. Wait, I want my listeners to hear this. She literally moved to New York, looked in a phone book under public relations. She actually found the most badass public relations party event. Like Nadine Johnson was the absolute, she was New York, cool New York scene, PR. It's PR boot camp. I mean, I didn't know at the time. It was literally like I was like going down and I was like, okay. She was like Andre Balaz, the Mercer, the Mm -hmm. bungalow, like our best my best New York City life, like the be- like the Every best years fashion, of my like life. The coolest Every- of the cool. Yes. I can't believe you found her in a, f- I can't even, by the way, I can't believe she was even in a phone book, by the way, because she was so like underground cool. I can't believe she even was in a phone book. Nat, Nadine Johnson, wow. IMC, and I worked out of her. She had this place, well, she moved to the West Village, but we would go. Obviously. And I then I met by the way, everyone I worked with then is now in these titans of right. industry yeah. now. It's yeah. so, you know, when you look back and you're like, oh my God, yeah, we were, I was the clipboard girl yes. Yes. at this party. I was like, that amazing? And then, yeah, so it was such a fun time. And then I went to work for um, a company called Syndicate PR mm-hmm. and Syndicate had Ian Schrager as a yeah. client. Yep. And I met Ian and then we opened the Gramercy Park Hotel and the Rose Bar. And that's when I fell in love with hospitality. I was young. I was going out eight nights a week. I was coming home at two or three in the morning. I was at my desk at 8 a.m., 7 a.m. I was like, this is the life. The best. And that's the, that's this, this work is, um, it never actually feels like work. Right. It is. I am playing the whole time. I get to 
interface and work with and be inspired with the most incredible artists in their fields and and what and create wonderlands and playgrounds for my friends and neighbors to have a an escape and a respite from the humdrum of daily life yep. like this is yes the restaurant business is really hard but also it's it, amazing is it it's so fun. I couldn't agree more. And I think that's everyone's fascination with restaurants. And I think for you, it's like, I think coming from working with these amazing people, obviously being a badass and surviving New York City nightlife forever, <laughs> working with the best and living the dream. But then now doing this and being a part of, honestly, I, I compare it to almost like being a wedding planner, right? In this way, because you get to be part of those moments. You get to create those moments. And for my listeners that don't know, the restaurants that Marissa has here are um, Oliveta on Melrose in um, technically West Hollywood, right? Technically West Hollywood? Yeah. Um, Yeah, One of the best and so interesting and different. That's honestly what I love about it. It's like this mm. cozy, beautiful, each room, each table, like everything has such a special feeling. And the menu is not at all typical. It's not what mm. you can get everywhere. It has a little bit of like Brit, a little bit of Italian. I, I like your Brit infusion everywhere, by the way, mm. especially at Draycott. Um, and if and, and Draycott, I love so much. We eat there all the time. My It's my kid's mm. favorite too, because it's like this safe little haven where like mm-hmm. your kids can eat and run, then they can come eat again and run and they come eat again and run around outside and be by the Christmas tree. It's so great. And, you know, I took my parents there mm-hmm. several times and my parents are diehard foodies. They are like, they don't know where I came from because I'm much more simple <laughs> um, with food, but, but they really are foodies. And my dad literally said, I took a video and sent it to you. He said, this is the best bolognese I've ever had. Do you know how much bolognese? My dad's 85. (laughs) Do you know how much bolognese? (laughs) I just need to point that out. So you're creating magic for a lot of people. And, Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's important to know that your journey has been real. (laughs) It's been real. It is. Yeah. There are always hurdles every day. And also, we're never satiated, are we? I think as entrepreneurs, there's a new idea that pops up. My husband and I have had a new idea to, we were in Provence last summer. We're like, we want a French restaurant here. And so now we're opening the old Ago in March and we will. Yeah. Brilliant. And we're going to create, have you ever been to sort of um, Colombe d'Or in St. Paul de Vence or Petite Maison in London? So sort of a- yes. A yes. French uh, Provençal yes. concept. We're taking out the parking lot. It'll be an outdoor garden. Oh. It will be so beautiful, so magical, so delicious. Godspeed. I love that you're doing it. I love that you're doing it. <laughs> I want to ask you one last thing. So, mm. so you have three children. I so still, to this minute, will say the biggest challenge of my life is being a working mother. Mm. Um. Because when you're just working, when I say just, I think because I compare it to being a working parent, right? I think my work, like, of course it overwhelmed my life, but I lived for it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it was like, it was like how I breathed, right? Mm-hmm. And then you add the things you actually breathe for, which are your children, right? So then you have these two things you're breathing for. 
plus husband yeah. who needs attention. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have, you have three children. I yeah, have four yeah. children. Yeah. hundred. I mean, Roger, I always say is by far and away the neediest of my children by far, like by a landslide. My kids are easy comparatively. Um, um, but I think I, I want to understand from you because I think the beautiful thing about having restaurants is that mm-hmm. your children, it's like, it reminds me of Italy it's sort of like the kids are in the restaurant, right? Like the kids are there and they get to go in the kitchen and they get to be part of it. And so I'm wondering, like, do all three of the kids, like, do they love it? Is this their hangout? Do they go there after school? Because I see your kids there all the time. Yeah, they are there all the time. I mean, they are in the Draycott all the time. We we also created the Draycott as a family restaurant. We we moved to the Palisades. We didn't... There wasn't that family-friendly restaurant. Zero. With places to run around with a, a well-curated wine list and cocktail yep. list and great food, that was a nice place that I would actually want to go and my kids would go. And I think, I don't know if that's an American thing. In London, in Europe, you know, when my friends come to go to London, they say, where can I bring my kids? Like, what what are good kid restaurants? And I said, bring them at, anywhere. Bring your, just anywhere. A hundred percent. That is what we do in Europe. And in America, I don't know if it's a different mentality or like the kid, the restaurants that you go with kids are like, you know, it's a different, it's not, it's not, not that the drink hot is fine dining, but it's no, but a it is. different experience. It is. It's not, I mean, it's a, it, Draycott would definitely be more fine dining than you would ever think of a kid restaurant, if that makes sense. Right. And there's a great and kids we menu. cater to yes. children because that is our family. And every Tuesday at 5 p.m., we have balloons and bubbles where we have a resident balloon artist come. That's so cute. We opened up the, the hedge on the lawn so that the kids can run back forward freely. I mean, our children are always sitting at the bar having chili temples. And they do sneak back into the kitchen, which they're not supposed to do during service. <laughs> but they're still going back there and like getting a pickle or getting a carrot. That is like, so cute, though. That to um, me, like honestly, that's the dream. And I think when yeah. Raj and I were in college, I think that sort of what that was our sort of that was our dream, you know. And um, and I love that you're living that. I love that you're living that. Do you miss London? Do you miss living there? Do you know what I was? A friend of mine asked me this the other day. I, of course, right. by the way, of course I'm London yeah. and New York City, I think, but is London is like the greatest city in the world. The thing I miss about London, and we go back often enough, we still have, you know, dear friends and family there, is I miss walking. Yeah. I miss, yeah. what is that like Latin phrase, ambulatar, solvitar, I'm mispronouncing it, okay. but you solve problems by walking. So in London and in New York yes. or any major city, Walking is a mode of transportation. I agree. Right? Like yeah. I would, I walked everywhere in London. In LA, if I'm walking somewhere, they're like, are, is your car broken? No, like, no, are actually. You, are you okay? It's true. Are you okay? So and true. then you don't just walk down the street. If you walk, you're going on a hike. You're like doing, you're doing it. I'm That's like, so no, true. <laughs> what about just going walking like, to dinner? Walking somewhere, walking to dinner. Yep. Like that doesn't happen. And I miss. When I'm walking, I you're with your thoughts. You're looking at nature. You're looking at the it's trees. True. You're you're not whizzing by. That's true. And I think in our crazy lives that we all have, um, it's nice just to have a moment where you're not, you know, driving at full speed and just sort of walking somewhere. And that's what I miss. I I I would agree with that. Because I really don't walk here. I walk with a purpose or I'm not walking or I'm driving, you know, right. 100%. Yeah, exactly. 
So what's I'm your gonna go on a walk? Wait, I'm going like, to walk today. I'm just going to walk down the street and see what happens. No. <laughs> Your friends would you try okay? and pick you up. I'd be like, <laughs> so are you all right? Are you okay? like, <laughs> walk on San Vicente right now. Everyone would pull over and be like, can I give you a ride? Walk on San Vicente? Are you insane? <laughs> Nobody walks on San Vicente. Melrose Place? Sure. <laughs> so, yes. But that's um, what I miss about London. What is your greatest like challenge and then what's your what's your dream my challenge is doing all the things i want to do mm-hmm. which is basically everything mm-hmm. i'm sort of a culture vulture like if there's a band in town or if harry connick jr is singing at pantages like i want to go to that i gotta go see kusama at the broad abroad i've got to do like all i need to do the cooking class with the children i need to paint the ceramics i've got to do that I've gotta, I've, it's like everything um I love and that you love that. How do I do everything and actually also be a human being? Sure. Like I think the importance about sure. like we forget that we actually as human beings just need to be. Yeah. Like not not do absolutely Anything. everything. I don't know how to do that. And that is my biggest challenge yeah. because I think it's in that being that brilliance happens. It's not when I'm like running to Descanso Gardens. Or when I'm opening another restaurant here, and da 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 da, and like da da, like all of those things. It's actually when I'm just sitting quietly and maybe pouring myself a cup of tea, mm-hmm. or like having those. So it's like an inner battle sure. I have with all the things I want to do, mm-hmm. and also what I know is actually healthy just going for on a you. Walk. Sure. Just going on a walk. Sure. I mean, do you know when I think that's going to happen? At least for me is when my kids go to college. I think I'll have that mm-hmm. time. I think for now, you're doing you, you're doing them, right? It's like- I Yeah, I'm not- I've like, accepted it. I can't, yeah. And it's I don't so, know, I'm, I don't think that's the right answer. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I find the biggest question I get asked is what do you do for self-care? And I'm like, what? are you okay i put on barbara sturm serums at night before bed yeah snaps but and and it's not like poor me it's more just like my me time is with my kids right and so but but, that is self-care too it it feels so good it does it does and it does it it is and i think until that's not nourishing that works for me and i think that it may happen before then. It, we I haven't hit teenage years, so I may really mm. need some nourishing in those moments. Um, so let's see. But for now, my my like happiest place is like from them, you know. So, but I don't know. I I don't know. Okay. So okay. So that's the greatest challenge, which I hundred percent am there with you. <laughs> What's the greatest dream for you? Like, what do you feel like? Because you clearly are a serial entrepreneur like you're not stopping anytime soon you're not chilling out like I have this grandiose dream of like my end plan living in the south of France by Hotel du Cap sitting on a beach Mm. and and making jewelry out of like shells and crystals that's like I don't know how old I'm gonna be but like at some point that's that like I have that somewhere in my in my visual oh that sounds amazing but like Um, what's your dream are you gonna have a little restaurant in Provence and like just chill out there or like, I mean, are you we're living? Open, we're opening my restaurant in Provence on Melrose in the old dog. Okay, Melrose, south of France. <laughs> so like, I'm okay, do that. Okay, um, fair. But I like opening more restaurants. I love you. This I is love, why you have to keep doing it. I love creating 
magical moments. I think we all need the divertisement in life. Yes. And working with really interesting, amazing, inspiring people who just, I, I'm always learning yeah. and I am, it's, I love creating. And so opening another restaurant in West Hollywood in the spring, there's a few more um, in the pipe, in the pipeline. So as well. exciting outside of California. You're going to go outside. Are you staying Still here? In California. You're going to stay Still here. California. You yeah. got to do one in Montecito. You got to do Montecito. You got to, you got to hit that. Site in Montecito, Malibu would be I, lovely. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Could use I a know. few more places down there, lady. <laughs> I know where there's, um, there's a lot of opportunity and I can always see where there, where something might work. Um, and I'll, by the way, if I can't see it, people will tell me. So it's like, sure. It seems pretty obvious. Sure. So, I just have fun. It's, it's play. Work it. never seems like work. It's, it's a lot of fun. Well, I think that really is the common thread on the podcast because climbing in heels is so much about your journey. And actually like, I always tell young people, choose what it is you love. And inevitably the success will come because it won't feel like work. Your motivation is going to be the passion. It's not going to be money. For me, I was never motivated by money. I was like, mm -hmm. I wanted to be the best at whatever it was that I was doing, but, and I made incredible money doing it, but I actually would have done it all for free. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so funny. It's like, if you really love what you do, you deeply love what you do and it wakes you up in the morning and puts you to sleep at night, you're going to do it forever and you're going to win at it. That's the reality. And you are winning. And for my listeners that don't live in California, um, or if you do, or you don't, and you're just visiting, you have to go to Draycott. You have to go to yeah, Olivetta. And you I'm have to go to this magical place she's soon going to be opening, which I'm so <laughs> excited about. There isn't a French place. All right, honey, have a beautiful holiday. I'm going to get on my vision board. Yes. Happy holidays. Yes. Okay, it's the time in the show where I answer two listener questions. And it's holiday season, so I'm very excited to answer these today. Okay, what is a holiday tradition you look forward to every year? I would say really just shutting down with my family and traveling somewhere or nowhere, but really just being with my kids every single day and going to some of our favorite restaurants that are like fully decorated for holidays, taking a million pictures in front of beautiful trees um, and decorated places. I love going to the Bel Air Hotel um, and just walking across that bridge with all the like decorations and just feeling like it's snowy and Christmassy in LA, which it's not. Um, but yeah, for me, like holiday tradition for me is just like spoiling my kids with like so much love and not having to like wake up at 545 and run out the door and just having that quality time. Okay, do I believe in New Year's resolutions? And if so, what is one of mine? Okay, that's a great question because I actually don't believe in New Year's resolutions. I really don't because I think it really sets you up for failure. I do believe in setting realistic goals for yourself. So for me, I'll give you an example. It's not a New Year's resolution per se, um, but it's more just like what I would like myself to do more of in the new year. And it's like, I would like to, make sure that I push myself to spend more time with my friends. 
because between work and my family, I find that I'm too tired to do anything that's like voluntary, like just a dinner with my girlfriends. And so I don't think it's like, okay, let me quit doing this. Let me start working out seven days a week. I think whatever works for you and motivates you, I think do that any time of year because to wait till January 1st or December 31st to do that. I just think it sets you up for failure and you don't want to feel like you failed starting off the new year. That's really rough. Well, good luck though if you do have new year's resolutions, but again, keep it realistic. Don't be so hard on yourself. Don't forget to submit your questions for next week's episode. All you have to do is DM us your questions to at climbing in heels pod on Instagram and I just might answer your question. Okay, so Marissa's one of the absolute sweetest people. She's so giving. I have to tell you, she really, really blew me away in the pandemic. And I think I fell so much more in love with her when I saw her hustling and delivering meals in the height of the pandemic when there was no vaccine in sight. Everyone was afraid to even walk down the street near somebody. And there was Marissa out delivering to elderly, to hospital staff, Um, to people who couldn't really afford to eat. I mean, she was really just hooking it up and delivering it herself, not dialing it in. She was filling her car and, and driving food to people who needed it most. It was so impressive to me. I loved hearing about her PR background, how she worked for one of the biggest hoteliers in, in the industry. And it's funny because I kind of grew up in New York City in the same era that she did. And I don't know how we didn't cross paths. It's kind of weird. But um, but I love her restaurants. I love Oliveta. I love the Draycott. We go there all the time. If you come to LA, you absolutely must go there. It's really fun. And she's really special. And her food is great. And I'm so excited to try her soon-to-open French restaurant. That would be very exciting. Thank you so much for listening to Climbing in Heels. And don't forget to write a review wherever you get your podcast because I love reading them. And while you're at it, follow me on at Rachel Zoe and at Climbing in Heels pod on Instagram for more updates on upcoming guests, episodes, and all things curator. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.